The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Loving God, by the gift of your Spirit, teach us, like Mary, to treasure your words and ponder them in our hearts. In the name of the Christ child, we pray. Amen. The lesson today is from Luke chapter 1, verses 39 through 55. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. How many of you see and experience God, God's word, in the circumstances of your life? How many of you see and experience God, God's word, in the circumstances of your life? When I look at the various circumstances of my own life, my joys and sorrows, my successes and failures, my hopes and my disappointments, my struggles and my accomplishments, there are those moments that I I often wish, hidden within my circumstances, that I could find a fulfillment of something spoken to me by God. I don't think I'm alone in that. I believe we all want that. A sense of, of divine fulfillment. Even if we don't know it, we want to believe. We want to believe that God is in it with us. And that God is doing more than we can see or even imagine. We want to believe that our life and our existence is more than our circumstances. 
we want to discover a value and a meaning that is lasting and not merely situational. We want to know and experience God with us. I believe we all long for something beyond our circumstances. And to clarify, it's not about denying or ignoring our circumstances. It's about believing through the circumstances rather than in the circumstances. However, most of the time, our believing is defined by collecting the facts, the facts of a situation, as we see them, of course. And then we use reason, and then we come to a conclusion. That's our usual way of, of believing. It's characterized by rational thought, deductive analysis, and scientific thinking, for some of us. We allow the circumstances of our lives to determine, or at least strongly influence, what we believe. What we believe about God, what we believe about ourselves, what we believe about our world. And so in that regard, in that way of believing, when tragedy and violence erupt in our world, some will be led to believe that evil has overcome good, that darkness has overcome the light. Or when hardships of life happen, and they do, some will believe and see themselves as a victim or entitled or justified in their anger and their resentment. When successes and accomplishments happen in our, in our lives, some may believe he or she is blessed, highly favored, fortunate, more deserving, and better than you. And then there are those who, who pray, pray without ceasing. And their prayers go unanswered. And so they believe that God is absent. That God is, is not listening. God doesn't care. Today, some will hear about a young, unmarried, pregnant girl who claims that she saw and she spoke with an angel, that she was a virgin, and that she's pregnant. An act of God. And they will believe that story is simply untrue. After all, virginity and pregnancy are mutually exclusive. Logic, reason, and biology tells us that you cannot be a virgin and pregnant simultaneously. Others, though, will believe the story is only a symbol, 
a metaphor. And therefore not real and not true, but cute. Cute story. What if, however, we really believe that God is uniquely present and active in the circumstances of this story? What if we really believed that God is uniquely present and active in the circumstances of our stories, speaking a word to us? What if, instead of allowing our circumstances to determine what we believe, we allowed our believing to reinterpret our circumstances? To believe in such a way would be Elizabeth and Mary type of believing. Neither one should be or could be pregnant. One is too old. One is too young. One is barren. One is a virgin. Yet both are pregnant. Neither Elizabeth nor Mary allowed the circumstances of her life to define who she was or limit who she might become. Believing for them is not so much about what they see, but how they see. How do you see? Each one believed she was more than the circumstances of her life. Could you say the same? Elizabeth believed that she was more than just a barren, childless old woman. Mary refused to believe that she was a no one, another scandalous woman. Rather, she believed that she was the mother of God. Both women saw, hidden within their circumstances, a deeper meaning and a new life. Not simply the child they were carrying, but new life for self. They believed through the circumstances of their lives. Each one trusting the God of the impossible was present was somehow present in the circumstances, reshaping, transforming, and fulfilling her very existence. I think that's why Elizabeth says, Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Who is the she of whom Elizabeth speaks? To whom are her words directed? Mary. A few verses earlier, Elizabeth says to Mary, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. 
However, now Elizabeth says, blessed is she who believed. It is such a subtle but significant shift from you to she, from singular to to plural. This is not only about Mary, it's about Elizabeth herself. And I believe it's also about you and me. It's about anyone who is willing to believe, not in, but through the circumstances of her or his life. Elizabeth is speaking to the receptive, creative, and generative parts of our lives. Each one of us can be an instrument, a womb, of new life. Each one of us. The one who believes is the one who conceives and bears the word of God. I realize that might sound hokey. But it's true. The one who believes is the one who conceives and bears the word of God. I realize it's also easier to reason than it is to really believe. It takes courage, Elizabeth and Mary kind of courage, to not let the circumstances of our lives determine our believing. It requires setting aside our our usual way of thinking and understanding. Setting aside what is is logical and, and rational. And accepting and entrusting our lives to a mystery that is bigger than we are. Entrusting our lives to a greater understanding and an even bigger faith. This kind of believing cannot be limited by what is reasonable, explainable, and even acceptable. This kind of believing trusts that in every moment of every circumstance, the word of God is being fulfilled. This kind of believing impregnates our lives with hope with possibility and with expectations beyond what is factually true, historically accurate, and objectively verifiable. This kind of believing means that our life is larger than the circumstances in which we live. And the bigger our life, the more expansive our believing, the more room we offer God to enter in and do the impossible. And isn't that why we are here? To witness the impossible. To be touched by the impossible. 
believing is not so much about what we see, but how we see. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Thanks be to God. Amen.